Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of the We Transform show. If you wish to see the video of this episode, do click the YouTube link in the description here. Ever wondered what happened to the young Altaf of the Mission Kashmir movie? Guys, welcome to the We Transform show. Today in our show, we have found the young Altaf or Master Mohsen or Mohsen Memon and we are getting him here in the V-Transform show. Mohsen started his journey very early and he is known to do some amazing movies of Bollywood like Mekhiladi, Tuvanadi, Koela, Mission Kashmir, Pyaar Toh Hona Hi Tha and many more. And like many other child artists, Mohsen disappeared from the Bollywood landscape. After that, Mohsen went through the roller coaster of his life. What was his highs and lows, we'll know from Mohsen himself, but he decided to raise the bar above his normal and do something extraordinary. He was not willing to settle for normal. He wanted more from his life and that's how he transformed. He did many different things and today his love is immersive learning and gamification. Few years back, Mohsen was seen in the Feral Williams Happy Video, the Mumbai edition and today he is a founder and CEO of an immersive learning solution company called Gamitar. What does it do and how he's serving the world will know all of this from Mohsen himself. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mohsen Memon. Mohsen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me here. Great, I'm really happy that you can find time to join us here today and I really want to know a lot from you. So let's start from the most curious question which I have. How was your early fame journey and how and why of Bollywood? Tell us something about that. Well, you know, I would say it was, it was really a stroke of chance. My, my family had always been into uh, the film industry in, mm -hmm. uh, in Bollywood specifically. And, uh, and growing up, I had an opportunity. I, I must have been three years old the first time uh, when I did my first movie ever. And uh, I guess one thing led to another. And uh, eventually I just... Uh, kept doing it. Mm -hmm. I must have done about, uh, you know, 12 or 15 movies uh, and uh, a handful of shows as well. Uh, and it was fun. It was it was really, really fun uh, for as long as it lasted. Uh, but I think my parents and I would both realize that it was time for me to move on and uh, and focus on on education and other parts of my uh, future. And I, I guess uh, what I have heard that, you know, when you are acting, especially, you know, in movies and there are shoots happening, managing education along with that is a little difficult as well. Did you face something like that? I did. Were... I did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was, um, you know, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with the, the way Bollywood treats young actors mm -hmm. and, um, and maybe it's changed now. I'm, I'm speaking, you know, nearly 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but but back in the day, it used to be, you know, education is secondary and the shoot is primary because there are so many other actors whose dates and time have to be available that here one more piece of the puzzle is not something that uh, is is normally considered. Mm -hmm. So many a times my education was compromised. 
and uh, and we realized that um, it would uh, it would actually be important for me to focus on that bit uh, mm-hmm. instead of having to juggle between both of them. Mm-hmm. Like today, I mean, I think today there's a lot more openness and and work around for mm-hmm. education. So the shoots work around the education as opposed to the other way around. So, uh, Mohsen, uh, after uh, your stint with Bollywood, uh, were you in Mumbai or you relocated to some other place? Yeah, my parents decided to move to the United States. And uh, like most Indian families, we started out in New Jersey. <laughs> so, uh, so New Jersey seems to be the home of most Indians, at least. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, so I started out there and, um, and I went to school there. Uh, and uh, I remember very early on my dad telling me that, you know, um, we've, we've immigrated to the United States. And so uh, here we are. Uh, I've done my bit bringing you here. Uh, mm-hmm. From here on out, it's up to you. Wow. And that really set the expectations right, if you will, uh, because that, that told me that there was no financial aid. Uh, that mm-hmm. told me that uh, he wasn't going to be able to pay for college. And so whatever was going to happen next was going to be entirely up to me. Uh, and if I had to make it, uh, then, then I wasn't waiting for the cavalry to, cavalry to show up, if you mm-hmm. will. And it is such a, such a profound uh, you know, uh, message to a kid given by uh, the father or the parent that you, know, uh, you have to really start creating your own path. You have to start working. And it is, you have to be on your own. So we have done some basic bits, but this is such a strong positioning uh, in the mind of the kid that, you know, I have to kind of pave my path right now and I have to go forward to that. Uh, and, uh, and of course, Mohsin, as in like many uh, of our journeys, you also went through a lot uh, to have your transformation and you have, you are one of those who really transformed. So I want to know a little bit about your transformational phase. Uh, what was your roller coaster ride, and uh, how down you went in the when the fall happened? What were those moments of life? Wow, um, hmm. I can't. I, I won't be able to tell you every bit of it, but I, I will share some uh, some interesting experiences that come to mind mm-hmm. um, that I think will stay with me forever. You know. Okay. Uh, so when I first moved there. I, um, I had a huge problem of fitting into the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. um, it was, um, you know, it was challenging. And I, I'm sure you can imagine, right? Yeah. Um, kids, especially middle school and high school kids can be brutal when it comes mm. to making fun of you. And when it comes to ensuring that you fit in and if you're an outcast then you you become that very very evidently yeah and and that's exactly what happened with me um so i struggled uh, quite a bit uh, mm. when i was in high school and and in in middle school as well uh but along the way i developed the ability to try to mix in and get to know the people mm. and uh, and in doing that i actually uh, got into drugs and uh, and and that wasn't a that was an easy path to take a, away from because mm. uh, I remember my parents moved us into Atlantic City very close to Atlantic City uh, and um, I'm not I'm not sure if you know about Atlantic City's background but Atlantic City is gambling drugs casino prostitution all kinds of vices that you can think about is okay. what Atlantic City represents 
And I remember, uh, you know, finding a crew, if you will, a, a group of people that would accept me. And, and you know, many a times as you're growing up, that's really what you want. You just want people to belong to. You, you want a group of people that say that you're, you're okay, you're welcome in here, you know. Mm. But there was a fee. And, and the fee, if you will, was that I had to smoke, I had to drink, I had to do all these things. Mm. And, um, and so I did. And uh, I came to a point where I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And, and you know, I kept doing this every day. And I, I started realizing that maybe, maybe, maybe this is not the right thing for me to continue going down mm. this path. And I think a lot of people have this realization, but not many act on it. And, and not yeah. that I acted on it. It took an event for me to start to realize that something needed to change, you know, okay. uh, because uh, to tell you a little background about Atlantic City, uh, it has seasons. So okay. it's, a, it's a summer town and, mm. and all the tourists from all around the East Coast and the Midwest, they come to Atlantic City mm. in order to uh, hang out and spend their money and do whatever they do in Atlantic City. And, but in the winters, that town is a ghost town. So, so you won't find a soul in, in that town other than the ones who actually live there. Mm -hmm. right? Even the casinos are, are empty. The boardwalk is empty. Everything is just, it's just empty, right? Okay. So anybody who's ever been in Atlantic City in the winters know what I'm talking about. Mm. And that brought another level of challenge, which was how do I earn? How do I survive? How do I, you know, take care of myself? And that's okay. where drugs came into the picture. So I started mm. dealing drugs and, uh, and wow. it took for um, one of my very close friends to get arrested and get sent into, into juvenile detention. Oh my God. Uh, for me to realize that I might be next. And, mm. you know, I'm walking down the avenue. I'm looking over my shoulder. There's a, there's a cop car down the street and it's not even there for me, but I'm, I'm getting scared. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're guilty, you're just constantly looking over your shoulder and that's not the life I wanted to live. And I was, mm. I was, man, I was only 16 years old at this time, you know? Uh, and I said, you know what? I, I've got to stop. Uh, and that's when I gave it all up. Um, I decided to quit smoking as well, right around that time frame. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and that was the event, actually. The event was when I came home uh, extremely high one night. Okay. And, my dad, uh, and my dad said, um, we're going we're gonna to take you to the... He, first, he asked me, he said, how much weed did you smoke? Okay. I said, uh, weed, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he said... Um, well, I'm going to take you to the, to the police station right now and get you a drug test. And, and I immediately confessed and I said, just a little bit, okay. you know, so he said, go to, go to bed now. We're going to, we're going to talk in the morning and all my rights were revoked, everything. I mean, and that was a sobering moment for me. Uh, I think that was the moment at which I, I decided to really just turn my life around and a lot yeah. changed from that, that point on. Wow. This is like so strong. In fact, <clears throat> Thank you so much, Mohsen, for opening up and sharing this with us. Uh, you know, uh, I had that moment once in my life when I was, um, I was really, in, uh, I was in school and a uh, little later I was in class 11th and 12th. And there were, of course, a group of uh, kids who, friends who really I wanted to be with. And they were like small habits which I need to acquire to be in the company. And I, I could really feel the same stuff happen to you at one point of time. Uh, only difference in my case is that I tried to smoke, 
but i was terrible at it so at the moment i spoke i started coughing once and twice and third i said no i i don't think it's working for me so i never picked it up uh, from there on because you know and but they still became my friends they saw me you know being trying to be in the part of the company and all and it do happen but yes i totally understand that feeling inside us that sometimes we want to be a part of a community part of a group and we want to go to any extent to have that social you know um, uh, to be in part of that social circle but yes uh, having a realization like that uh, later when you you know you're feeling scared while walking on the street and you have to confront your parent in such a situation is are strong moments and they transform us they really transform us so yeah. what happened next morten uh yeah so so um when i was uh, when i was 17 uh i got enrolled into a mentorship program and and you know looking back and even at that point in time i think that was really the best thing that could have happened to me uh because this mentoring program was what gave me important understanding about business about entrepreneurship about uh leadership servant leadership you know and uh and and it was uh it was a very very simple yet profound business system and uh, many of us probably are familiar with uh, with with amway uh, and one of the one of the 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 companies that was partnered with amway was this education system called ltd okay. and so i was i was a part of this system and and i think it did me so well i met some incredible people you know my mentors that taught me how to drive uh mentors that that um i followed and uh, and learned from i i decided i remember i was 18 i had just graduated from high school i was working two jobs i was working at a uh, as a jewelry um jewelry clerk at a you know at a at a kiosk in a mall and i was working at a grocery store at, and in the nights and uh, and yes i was working two jobs day and night sleeping maybe 3 4 hours a night and and i realized that uh i need to i need to pursue my mentor because he needed to he he was in a position where he had the space to take on one more mentee and uh but i had to move to virginia for that so i decided to move to virginia mm. I, i followed him there and uh and uh, then i picked up a job there and i was under mentorship i worked with him uh for for a handful of years uh learned quite a lot you know about entrepreneurship and and about business and i remember in that time one one of the instances that comes to mind is um is literally having no money you know okay. zero money in my bank account and and you know the funniest things about about these banks and i don't know if you can relate to this is that you have no money in your bank account and you spend something not realizing that you have no money in your bank account um they 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 let you spend that money overdraft. and then they charge you an additional overdraft fee for having spent it and i'm just like come on you knew i don't have money you're still going to charge me an extra fee on top of that you know and this is this this is i guess the financial system but i remember having no money on this on this one day and driving and you know i'm i'm driving and tears are just rolling down my eyes and i'm like what am i doing you know what am i doing mm. and and i've got to i've got to get this i've got to come to a place where i have to be able to at least sustain myself 
and and be able to live the life that I see my mentors live and and all these people live. And it was something that I hadn't realized then, but it was the fact that you have to go through that metamorphosis, if you will, to yes. be able to to grow. It's it's an important part of your growth, and we all have our have our battle. You know, some of us run away from our battles. Some of us fight the battle. They stay in the battleground. They stay in the battlefield, and they fight it out. So, such a such a strong uh, you know realization, and this metamorphosis, Mohsin, as you said, we all go through, and it is so true. Some of us choose to fight, and some of us just give up. And as they say, when you actually, if you say, take the bow and arrow example, uh, for the bow, for the arrow to really go far away, it has to be pulled back, and you know, it it really goes down, it really goes back, and then it shoots, and it goes to the target. So yes, we all go through that uh, uh, downfall. So Mohsin, you are a name in the gaming industry, especially when it comes to immersive learning. How uh, that journey took you? Uh, from Amway uh, to this place where you went into immersive gaming and uh, something like uh, Memcorp and Gamitar and Evive came into picture. How did this happen? So yeah, so it's it's kind of like uh, there are different phases in my life, you know. Mm. It almost feels like past lives, if you will, and I think I've had a few of those already. And um, and and looking back, I think what really uh, brought me to where I am today and and into into games for learning was mm-hmm. uh, that I started my career in in IT, like most most of us Indians do. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. but I started my career in IT. I was a business analyst. I became a project manager. Worked with Delta Airlines and Walmart, uh, and and those two were very very interesting stories, which I think. Is is for a different time, mm-hmm. um, but but what came down to it was I realized that uh, my love and my passion was in in training and in enabling people. Okay. That's what I really wanted to do, and uh, so I decided to 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 actually come to India for uh, to visit my family. Uh, I was I was actually heading uh, to Australia to to set up my own business and and do my own thing. Uh, because I wanted to get global exposure after having worked in the United States for for nearly four years, mm-hmm. so I said, let me let me uh, get some global exposure, and uh, and so I came to India to visit my family, and when I when I saw the country and and what it had transformed into, it, I was amazed, and uh, and I wanted to be a part of that growth. I wanted to be a part of you know everything that was happening in this country. Uh, so I decided to stick around a little bit and uh, and to see you know what I could do here. I, I set up a company uh, called uh, Memcorp and um, mm-hmm. and I guess I got into training. I got into learning, and uh, one thing led to another. Subsequently, I, I moved into games for learning. Mm-hmm. About uh, four or five years into it, I started delivering learning experiences through games. And uh, and then I started spending a lot of my time outside of India because of of our global clients um, across the Southeast Asia, Middle East, and um, and Europe. So so yeah, that's how I got into games for learning. It was actually quite a stroke of chance again. I, I think I got lucky to be at the right place at the right time, and uh, and my background helped me as well because I loved playing games as a kid, and uh, and that was the way I thought learning could be fun and engaging. 
what a what a journey it is and i see when you talk about games when you talk about immersive gaming uh, you have a lot of passion behind it and you really want anything which you be learn to be gamified and guys let me tell you how i know so much about the gaming journeys because i have uh, you know associated with uh, his uh, group of evive and we learned i learned personally how to do virtual facilitation from mohsen himself he has a very amazing uh, game called evive which is about evolving and we'll definitely know about that as well with from him but when it all happened then you know i learned a lot how to really facilitate in a virtual uh, environment because virtual experiences are here virtual learning is here and when it comes to virtual learning you know mohsen is one of the best you know he has made something amazing which can bind you inside the game uh, by itself and that's that's the power of immersive learning so uh, the so mohsen i i want to know that you know when you designed this uh, and uh, uh, what is association of gametar with uh, memcorp and uh, how does this whole idea of vive came into your mind sure um i was uh, i was working with um uh, a senior leadership of a of a communication devices company mm-hmm. uh nearly 5 or 6 years ago Okay. and i remember the project manager the the pmo office reached out to me and in a conversation they said you know our project managers really need to work together okay. they are they often work operate in silos and we need these people to work with one another and so really by listening to the project manager and to to get the insight from him uh from that i was able to uh build mechanics of a game that you now play in a vibe like the offers you know mm-hmm. so so one of the elements inside the game for for the viewers who who might not know it is that when you there there are these offers that that keep coming up and they're the single most important element in the game that help a player move ahead in the game mm. uh, but the offers uh when a group of people are playing the game the offers are designed in such a way that the moment one person accepts it it goes away for everybody else yes and and that's the element which requires people to talk to one another yeah. and decide which who's going to accept which offer and that's what people don't do they fall into their silos of uh accepting the offer as soon as it comes on the screen without consulting with other team members and and that leaves some team members feeling lost other team members feeling frustrated and some of them uh just angry so so we bring out a lot of emotions through the process of play and the whole idea was to to surface what kind of a behavior is taking place in workplace environments and and every time i play the game with any cohort any group of people they always say this is very reflective of what happens in our workplace ecosystems as well and that can be a, a source of learning and growth for people yeah, so honestly i think yes and look at it you know if you see we talk about collaboration we talk about uh, working together these are such a popular overused terms but when it comes to especially in the gamified version when you are little under pressure just like in the work environment things are not ideal out there they're not very very planned they they don't happen um, gradually it's all sudden changes keep coming to us how do we react in those times how do we really react uh, when there is a little pressure there is a time bound situation we have to perform 
Are we thinking about ourselves, our numbers, our KPIs, our statistics, or are we thinking about team? Uh, are we going to me or are we talking about we? I guess these are such important elements and they come so alive in, um, in a game like Evive because uh, teams do it and then they realize, oh my God, what I have done, I should have done that. And then definitely, definitely we debrief and that gives them the aha moment. And of course, our team come back to us with a lot of positive feedback. What a service you're doing, Mohsen, for the, uh, for the learning industry. That's incredible. I have to ask something very interesting. This is all going fine. How come Farrell Williams? How come the happy video? How did that happen? I saw you in that performing in that video. You back to the camera. What was the story? Well, um, uh, if I remember the year correctly, it was 2014 14, or yes. 15 around that time frame. And Pharrell Williams had, had just launched his happy video hmm. and the world was making the happy video. You know, there was all around the world. There were videos of uh, different cities uh, hmm. showcasing their cities and, and the, with the happy video. I happened to be in Mumbai at the time, spending a lot of time here. And uh, I had recently reconnected with uh, two of my childhood friends. Okay. ones that I had gone to school with. And, um, and I found out that these guys were into videography and they were making videos and, you know, they were, they were directing music videos and things like that. And I was, I was amazed. I thought, wow, this could be a great opportunity. So, mm. you know, in a, in a short coffee, we were just talking and, and I showed him the video and I said, Hey, what do you think about doing one of these for, for our city? And, and that'd be pretty cool. Uh, so, so we said, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, they jumped on the idea and, uh, and next thing you know, they, I, we, we kind of got together and, and, and put it together. Yeah. It is such, so a, that's how, such an that's amazing how. video. Guess what? I have seen that video earlier as well, uh, maybe in 2015. Why? Because, you know, we at Focus You in my previous company, we used to play the happy song at the end of every workshop. Every team building workshop used to finish with the happy song. And that was like a ritual for many years to go. So I've seen this video, but I never realized I'm watching you inside that. It's only recently when I was kind of reading about you, then I saw that video. I said, oh my God, it's Mohsen in the video. And you were the concept uh, person who was the concept as well, who conceptualized the whole video as well. So uh, the second leading question, which comes in my mind, and this is completely out of my curiosity, Mostly, did it ever occur to you that you should come back to Bollywood as a as an adult actor as well? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I think uh, I, maybe if I tried, I could uh, rekindle the skill. But yeah. I think there's a, there's a specific learned skill that mm. uh, that goes into acting. And I think uh, I, I've, I've forgotten much of that when I was doing it as a kid hmm. uh, and as an adult, you know, the 10,000 hour rule, right? So, hmm. so in order to really get good at something, you've yeah. got to spend 10,000 hours doing it. And yes. I, I, don't, I don't think it's just that much. It's 10,000 hours in some amount of recurrence because I probably have 10,000 hours of doing it from when I was a kid, but that yes. doesn't count now, yes. you know? So, so I think I've developed a certain skill in what I do, 
and, and I'd like to continue pursuing that, although I have had proposals from a handful of directors offering me uh, work in the in the movie Indian mm. movie ecosystem. So that's been that's been humbling. Wow, we would love to see you back, by the way, you know, it's, it's always interesting. And you know that uh, I, I still remember those moments from Mission Kashmir, what a strong uh, character you had, uh, that whole moment of losing the family and then taking revenge. It was intense, it was absolutely intense. But yes, uh, we should always work on where our heart is, where, where our soul says to go. And I think, you know, finding that calling uh, going for that uh, journey is what we need to do. Also, as you said earlier, that we sometimes you've, there are more than one life we have, and we all do have that. The only thing is that we have to see that life and then just go and do it. We have to go and get into it and learn and all about what the life is and live it the way it should be. Uh, so, uh, so if I ask you, Mohsen, in your uh, in your times in the times of your life, and it was difficult to do things when you had challenges if i ask you what was that one thing that kept you kept you in you know not going insane kept you centered uh, what is your source of power what would that be you know as being mentored by my mentors had been such a positive influence on me hmm. uh, because i was a i was a person who had no hope Really, I did not. And I was at a point where I, I had no, no chance of going to college. Uh, there was uh, no chance that I was going to do anything uh, worthwhile. And uh, if it weren't for, for them to show me the path and to show me what's possible, I don't think I would have learned these kinds of messages and these kinds of learning to come to a place where I am today. And so, so along the way, when I, when I started to, to realize what an influence that was in my life, mm. I wanted to be uh, hope to those who didn't have any. Mm. And, and that was my uh, driving force, if you will. And I think that's why I do what I do in the space of learning, because uh, I wanna, I wanna enable, empower, and and show people how great they can be, and uh, because I know what it's done for me. Yes, and this is so strong because Mohsin, when there are moments of life which have saved us, which have made us what we are, we always get that feeling to give it to others because we know there are people out there who are looking for that guidance. There are people out there who want those answers, which we were struggling for. And we somehow got it. Yeah. Thanks God, we got our mentors. And, uh, yeah. that, and you get a feeling that you have to give back. You have to yeah. go and tell. Yeah. You know, I, the, a really interesting um, uh, anecdote comes to mind. I remember my mentor telling me about this. And he said, you know, one of the reasons why you're not thriving or you're not chasing your dream or pursuing something of passion is because your cup is empty mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and I, it didn't make sense to me at first, but he said, your cup is empty because when you fill your cup with, with your passion and your love and your, whatever you are, you are, you dream about, mm -hmm. 
then you start, then the cup fills up so much that it starts to overflow. And that's when you start to flow into the lives of other people, the people that's yeah. around you and, and everybody that you come in contact with. And, uh, and we cannot overflow until we fill our own cups. So we've got to, We've got to do what we can to fill our own cups, if you will. This is such an amazing analogy. I never heard about it earlier. I have heard about the, you know, cup half filled or if it is filled, then, you know, you pour more uh, coffee over it, it overflows. How would you do the learning? I've heard those examples. This is a very different one. Uh, if you keep your cup empty, how would you give it to others? You have to fill it and then it overflows and goes to others. Amazing, amazing uh, way of thinking. So we have come towards the end, uh, Mohsin, of our uh, podcast. If I want, if I ask you, if you can give one message to my audience uh, who is lo looking at you today, uh, what would that be? I believe every person has uh, a unique capability, something that they can offer to the world, something that's so unique that nobody else can do it. You know, and and I think a lot of people live their entire lives. Uh, thinking or looking for their passion or looking for what is it that uh, I can do that can really make a difference. And, and they spend a lot of time searching for it. And, and I'll, just, I'll just say what I've learned over the years. And, and it's, it's a question. It's really that, what is that one thing that if you didn't do it, wouldn't get done? And if you can think of it, because only you can, then that's, that's what you're meant to be doing. That's golden. That's really the golden nugget for today. It was amazing to know about uh, this, Mohsen. Since I'm also noticing that since the lockdown has happened, you have been fairly active on social media. I'm very active on LinkedIn and I kind of see people who are very active as well. So what is the transition or transformation that has happened now what are you working on, Mohsen? So since the beginning of COVID, you know, a lot has changed. The world mm -hmm. has changed. How we, be, how we do business has changed. And, and for us, uh, you know, it meant the same. And uh, we lost a lot of business. It was a time for us to look at what else we could do. And, and I think I came to a point where, where the organization had a certain digital revenue. And I wanted to really start to pursue the things that, that were important to me, which was helping people. And I remember a conversation with um, a lady from Italy and uh, on LinkedIn, and, and we were just kind of chatting and, and talking about what, what's been going on. And she was telling me about all the business that she's lost. And, and, and you know, these, these are very, very challenging times. And, and that was a moment uh, for me, kind of like a, like a light bulb went off in my head and I started realizing that I've got this amazing tool. I've got this game that I've been using for the last many years. And, and it's come to a place where I can now give it to the world. I can give it to people to use for their own classroom learning experiences. And, uh, and that's when I, I got into the building the entire certification program to help other, uh, certif other facilitators get certified to use the game for their own uh, for their own learning ecosystems, and the whole intent was to do it at no cost because they've already lost so much money, or they may be challenged with you know different things financially. So so the intent was to give back, and and I think 
in it is, is the learning. I've been reading this on LinkedIn. Uh, a lot of people are talking about this, which is that what there, there are a couple of different reactions that you could have in a time like this. One could be that you become operating from the scarcity mentality and you're mm. saying it's not enough for me, so I'm going to hoard and I'm going to hold on to it. And the other is, you know, the self-sustaining kind of like, okay, I've got enough and I'm, I'm managing it. And then there, there are those of us who say, wow, there must be others like me. So let me see how I can help them. And, and uh, depending on, on where you are in the, in the spectrum, you will choose the one that, that's going to be most rewarding. And I guess, yes, Mohsen, um, uh, and it is, it, is, it is true for all of us. And I have, I've read that, this one as well that uh, you have to choose where you are in the spectrum and what you need to do about it. Are you in the scarcity mentality? Are you going out and making more, serving more? But I think I must tell you that your initiative of this whole certificate program is really helping people. I'm a part of it and I really know what it means because you one, know a lot about how the global landscape works when it comes to learning and development, especially using the gamification uh, thing. Second, you understand from different facilitators in the community, uh, what are the right things to do? Uh, what is happening in their uh, space? And you know, you know, you also have built these monthly check-ins where people can come and uh, really learn from each other. And I think that's incredible. Great service uh, to the community emotion. I think I must thank you for that. And thank you so much for joining us today. I think it was really enlightening to know so much about you so much about the journey of that guy who suddenly left Bollywood. We were all wondering where you went, but uh, I'm so happy to know about your journey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So friends, this was Mohsin Memon. What a story he has, how intense, how deep and how emotional. If at any point of life you feel that you have gone really wrong, you have done something really bad or you feel really guilty about it, hey that's okay because you always have a chance to correct it or fix it or just leave it and move on we all have those choices we can't let one wrong thing live inside us for a longer duration of time we have to get it out and we have to do something which is more relevant and more important for us a lot to learn from this story today i'm sure you would have got some value out of this episode today what was that do let me know in the comment section i'll come back again with another transformer next week till then goodbye